You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. Oh, all right. All right, it's Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. Uh, I'm here with Mike Spiegelman. I am Adam Spiegelman. Some relation. No relation. Very interesting. Mike, uh, it's Saturday night. Of course, what else are we going to do? But uh, So Mike really wanted to talk about the worst movies of the decade. So please send in your request to um, proudpod at gmail.com, which is nominated and might win worst <laughs> worst idea for a Gmail account. I heard they told you to cancel your account and just do a new one. Yeah, they're just like, oof. Yeah, you're giving Google a bad name. And they just sent me a an, an, uh, message that said, girl, bye. So that was really <laughs> kind of rude. Or at Proudly Resents. Or go to Facebook page. The Proudly Resents Facebook page is mostly movie talk, not podcast talk. But anyway, yeah, It's Mike's, a very active page. Definitely very, sign up with good stuff. The kids love it. So yeah. what is... What's the worst movie of the decade? What, should we save that? or you want Yeah, to let's save that. But I, can't, I want to give a shout-out to a movie, Mother! Exclamation point. Have you seen that? No. I love that movie. It's, it, it's so bad, though. It's an allegory about a woman who is in a house with a genius. And, to the, and it could be about the garden of evil. It could be about creativity. It could be, but she doesn't leave the house, and revolutionaries storm the house, and then uh, there's worshipers, and then there's war, and there's bloodshed, and there's an old man who's supposed to be Cain or Abel. And I don't even know how it ends, but it is a remarkable movie. It's polarizing. So I'm one of the few who really enjoyed it, but I have to say that was a bad movie. So that's a good bad movie. What did you enjoy about it? The audacity of it, the fact that uh, the vision of was executed like normally these films would not be executed. Someone is that a backhanded compliment? Like no, it it's a, you know it's like French New Wave. You watch these movies; it's very personal. But you know why did they make it? And this film came out, and I was just like, I haven't seen a film this personal or this kind of warped. So I don't know if people enjoy it, but I, I just wanted to start off this list with a move, bad movie that I really enjoyed, and that's Mother lowercase m with an exclamation point at the end yeah don't get him well the other mother is uh albert brooks albert brooks yeah yeah i recommend that that's a good movie yeah, debbie up. reynolds debbie reynolds okay so uh what else do you have on the list and for the ones that we have covered on the show oh that you guys know it's a link and i think you know what i'm going to start a sub reddit thing so you can go to uh proudly resents worst movie of the decade and you'll find the the ones we picked and more well, I have a couple movies that you've done on your show on my list. Do you want okay. me to? So the cobbler we talked about together, and you that's and I did that one. Yeah, and that's an Adam Sandler movie where when he puts on other people's shoes, he becomes that person. Uh, it's different. I think you're you're not. You, we must have seen a different movie. It's when he puts on people's shoes, he becomes a racial stereotype of that person. Well, he becomes racist for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's so. I mean, if you want to see yourself reflected in the film badly, uh, that's the place to go. That was directed by a guy, Todd McCarthy, who the following year... or No, that year. That year, he won the Oscar for Best Picture for Spotlight. So it's one of those instances where the director of Best Picture also directed a terrible, terrible film. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, he was on the show The Business. Do you ever listen to that? KCRW? Yeah, sure, KCRW. 
Uh, she's great. Obviously, she's a, been around for 100 years and done amazing work. But she's always asking the um, Kim Masters. is always asking, like, the... It's like the, the in-law is going to ask you the embarrassing question or, like, a relative that you and I both are thinking of that wants to know how much you make a year or... So, you know, like, she, so she'll always, like, giggle and be like, ah, so you're, you know, your wife left you? You know, and the person's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to answer that. So she brought... So she's talking about for 30 minutes the show. So let's say for the full 28 minutes, she's talking about this great movie. Um, Spotlight. Spotlight. And then she goes oh and then he did the cobbler earlier and he's like yeah i don't want to talk about it okay <laughs> that was it he's like yeah i made yeah. it whatever i made it that's one of the last uh, theatrically released adam sandler movies and i know he's done a bunch for netflix but i want to give a shout out to pixels uh, honorable mention one of the worst movies i ever seen in the theater and i didn't see it in the theater it's video game eight it's 80s adam sandler is admiring the 80s and they're video game champions who have to save the world from Pac-Man in real life. And uh, it has a, I don't know, it's just terrible. You know, Kubert is in that movie. And Kubert's in uh, uh, the John C. Riley cartoon, uh, Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph. But in this one, Kubert turns into a sexy woman. That's weird, because Kubert doesn't do a lot of movies, and usually, like, he picks what he wants to do, like Wreck-It Ralph, like Wreck a Disney Ralph. film. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's selective. Well, Serena Williams and uh, Martha Stewart is also in that movie, so they must have given a lot of money for those cameos. The Cupert, they must have given him a lot of quarters. He must have been needing it. Maybe he's been falling off the wall too much. Or- oh, he's been falling. You know what he said when he saw that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Conk. He jumped. I jumped out of the theater, so diagonally. By the way, I never, never a fan of that game because just jump up and down. Why do I got to jump at an angle? You got to jump at an angle, and then the blocks invert when you're playing like so much the yeah. optical illusion. It hurts your eyes. Yeah, I agree. It- <laughs> Guy's a jerk. You know he deserves that movie. I watched that movie too. I just didn't get it. I just don't. When did it start? <laughs> you know, and then you know it turns into a beautiful woman that the the big guy you know hooks up with, and it's just so weird. There was a made up character, which is like a hot woman. There's a famous uh, video game celebrity, uh, Billy Mitchell. Oh yeah, that was the best part of the of um, King of Kong. King of Kong was a great documentary. It's about the and yeah, it's about this guy who's very full of himself and has a mullet and is the King Donkey Kong champion. So uh, what's his name? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage plays him. Thought that was the best part of the film. Well, I thought it was great because he was cheating in the game. And in real life, it was discovered that Billy Mitchell was cheating the scores. Those videos he sent were altered. Oh, I didn't realize that. So the the guy who was based on was actually cheating, and that got caught. So I don't know if the screenwriter knew. Like, maybe he knew about Harvey. I know about Harvey Weinstein, and I know about Billy Mitchell, and I'm going to tell the world about Billy Mitchell. He kept the Harvey Weinstein quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know this business. Um. All right, so what else? What other Adam Sandler films? You know, the best one, Jack and Jill. We recover, we cover that. You did cover that. I really love that episode. Well, we have the woman I interviewed loved the movie. Well, didn't love it, but liked it and was so embarrassed she came on the show to talk about Didn't she ruin the Rotten Tomato score? Like it had a zero and she was the one who gave her No, no, she was a regular person. Oh, okay. But yeah, there was one person that, that liked it, I guess. Yeah. She- it's offensive. It's... You know, as much as, like, uh, Pixels is just kind of like, eh, 
the other movies just he just plays his offensive woman right and drag and it's not funny i get i guess you want to go big and you want to be like uh harvey um weinstein <laughs> no <laughs> harvey uh uh the torch song trilogy guy yes in hairspray you know like you want to do that you know like that's kind of funny but it's not but it's just she's just an awful woman and that's the idea and he plays this good guy. I mean, he plays them both, obviously. I'm he plays sure. them both. And at one point, Jack decides to dress up as Jill. And he, now he's dressed up as Jill. And he goes on a date with Al Pacino, of course, of the Dunkin' Donuts rap at the end of the movie. And the, for me, that kind of jumped the shark because they're using the special effects. And now suddenly the characters use, hey, you know what? I'll use special effects and disguise myself as Jill. Like, we already got that. That's the movie. That's like, why is that part of the plot? Like... Don't have Jack dress up as Jill. Just have him separate, you know? Yeah, I forgot Al Pacino's in there. Al Pacino at Dunkin' Donuts. And then at the end, he's like, I don't want anyone to see it. Fuck you. I just paid money to see three minutes of the advertisement for Dunkin' Donuts. But you know it wasn't a, it wasn't like a free thing to Dunkin' Donuts. They got money up and down. She goes on a date. Jill goes on a date with a guy. Comes back with a giant doggy bag with the name of the restaurant on it like whatever chain it is chain yeah i forget what it was a lot of his films are always like advertisements for vacations or or boat rides or trips to africa or something like that well transylvania uh three was on a boat yeah just did it just well even that it's a hotel and everyone goes on vacation like everyone goes on vacation in his movie grown-ups grown-ups two of course Mm -hmm. on vacation you know uh kfc with KFC? Grown-ups, too. He's wearing a KFC bucket on his head. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, there's a lot that. of, like... And a lot of squeaky chairs here, so I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not cutting them out. Who's Birdemic, you did an episode, right? I did a great uh, Birdemic live with Frank Conniff and um, uh, Eric Schaefer, director and recently married Eric Schaefer. He seems like a sweet guy. Him. Uh, you should listen to both, but he's a great guy, so... Congratulations. Lucretia you did recently? That was your last episode? <laughs> I haven't it. seen it. Wow. Amazon Prime, man. They put on anything. Well, the worst movie is available on Amazon Prime. Which is what? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about Food Fight. We never covered it on the show because I couldn't watch it. It was I watched some of it and it was like, this is really badly hard to watch. And then It's, it's anti-Semitic. It is? So Food Fight was a movie that was supposed to be like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Mr. Clean and the dill, the dill Pickle guy are in this animated world. It's like Sausage Party, basically. But there's a detective by Charlie Sheen, and he says, like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a spam. But these Nazis, these boot camp, these uh, boot heel or whatever the phrase is, uh, fascists take over the supermarket and their logo are two X's, kind of like the great dictators, uh, logo from the Charlie Chaplin movie. Uh-huh. And they, they, they're Nazis and they get defeated. And at the end, there's a marriage and they break a glass, like a Jewish joke. And then at the end credits, they have pigs dance Hava to Hava Nagila. Yeah, I don't think it's, I think at that point, there's like, what else can we do? Well, how about not have pigs dance Hava Nagila? You know? About the pig uh, Farrakhan supporter that was outside. The pig Muslim. (laughs) The pig Muslim. Yeah, I mean, they might as well have that while you're at it. I think that's a terrible movie. I also want to give a shout out. Wait, can we still talk about that film? Food Fight, yeah. Uh, The reason I, I, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll have my daughter watch it. We'll do a review. 
But the woman that Charlie Sheen's in love with, she's like a cat woman, like she's like a woman's body with a cat head. There's upskirt shots of her <laughs> running around. <laughs> There's upskirt shots of a cartoon character. That's so bad. I want to give an honorable mention. I feel like white supremacists and Nazis have disposable income and people pick up on it. And so it's not that they're evil, but they're part of the plot. And I could go see Food Fight and see these Nazis. I want to give a shout out to Bill Plimpton, who did a movie called Hitler's Folly in 2017, which he released directly on YouTube for free. And what if Adolf Hitler was a cartoonist? And it's a fake documentary with footage. It's uh, hosted by Dana Ashbrook from uh, Twin Peaks. And it is just terrible and just redundant and just not funny, you know. And after a while, you're like, hey, this is Hitler. You know, like, enough. I, I don't know. I have to say that it was just a terrible experience. I never heard of it. It's on YouTube. Check it out. And also check out Mike's podcast, which is? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We're listed on the podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very Make it easier if you go to proudlyresents.com slash let's, L-E-T-S. It'll bring you right there. Perfect. But it's great. The website's great because it has uh, all these movies, terrible movies that are on YouTube laid out. It's like a, it's like a catalog. Yeah, you know, I want to give a shout out to our YouTube channel. My co-host Carl has been syncing the movies and our podcast because we, the idea is that you watch the movie and listen to the podcast at the same time. So he has about maybe a hundred movies already posted with our podcast over the production. So go to YouTube and check out L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Proudlyresents.com slash let's. And then also shout out to Carl's brother who took out all the commentary. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> So what else do you have on your list? Well, there was a lot of tri uh, trilogies. Mm -hmm. And one of the big bad movies, which I enjoyed, but it was bad, was called Fifty Shades of Grey. And there was Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Free, based on the, the books. It's about a, a rich white knight asshole who... Which books? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay, go ahead. I was going to make a joke. Which books? Oh, yeah, which books are you talking about? Go ahead. There's a wizard. Captain Underpants. Tree. Yeah, Captain Underpants. So Captain Underpants uh, likes, he's a billionaire, and he likes this girl, and he romances her. He also has a sex dungeon. The end. And that's it. And it so goes on for three movies. Well, it's a soap opera. I really like Showgirls because it was sincere and it was bad, and that's with the camp value. And I feel like they said... There's still a market for that, right? Let's make three movies. And it's a soap opera. It's the second movie. His, he flies his own plane and it goes down. And, oh, I, what happened to, you know, Captain Underpants? And then the third movie, her boss from the first movie stalks her and kidnaps her. And he has to save her. So it's not much to it. It's just, it's not really sexy. Uh, I know people who are into the kink will tell you what's wrong with the movie or, you know, what he does is wrong. But it's just, it's just kind of dull, and they made three movies of it. But I'd like to give an honorable mention to two other movies related to Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Black, with Marlon Wayans' parody, which practically uses the same set of the movie, and then Book Club with Jane Fonda, because the book that they read is, is Fifty Shades of Grey, and the author shows up as, you know, uh, 
pedestrian one with her husband or walking the dog and they're like, I like the fuck. And she's like, whoa, huh, huh, you know, so. Uh, I saw Fifty Shades of Black. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, uh, there was a couple funny scenes. I like the very end when the woman tells him off and she says, uh, you like this kind of kink stuff? What kind of freak are you? And I thought that was pretty excellent. Oh, one of the good things, the funny scenes in Fifty Shades is that he has a contract and it says, like, things I'll do and things I won't. And, like, one of the things I'll do is fellatio. You see the word written there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sign the contract. Sign it. Yeah, I thought it was, I don't know. I didn't mind Fifty Shades, but I thought it was funny. Another trilogy was The Hobbit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I did not see that. Whatever it's, happened? Was that good? It's six, it's nine hours or seven, eight hours based on The Hobbit, the novella. Mm-hmm. No one dies because they have three movies to make. So when they're in peril, they, it's okay. That, they'll be fine. I don't know. In the last film, everyone dies? Uh, they set it up for the regular Lord of the Rings. So you said you saw Birdemic 2? No, you saw um, Samurai oh, Cop 2. I saw Samurai Cop 2 with Tommy Wiseau. And uh, yeah, it was all right. It was it seemed like a Kickstarter movie, and they delivered what people paid money to see. It was like no big surprises. Did he, someone put a head on a piano? I don't even remember. I I kind of fast forwarded through some. I fast forwarded to Tommy's scene, and then yeah. after that, I said, "Well, okay." That's a bad movie if you're waiting for Tommy Wiseau to come. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, can we talk about James Franco? The direct he directed a bunch of movies this decade, and all of them are awful and i really hated the disaster artist his film about the room i felt like it was proudly resents the movie it was a bad movie podcast on the screen you have hipster hollywood comedians talking about a movie i can't believe how bad you know the room is and then they start it and it has the three actor stars from how did this get made in it and they recite lines and they characters say i this is really crazy because of this you know, I can't believe a film is shot in this manner. And it just deflated. I thought his brother, Dave Franco, was terrific in it. but And there was a real story in there, but it just it it just didn't work for me at all. I hated it. Oh, I liked it. I mean... You didn't think the intro sucked out all the energy? I, I didn't like the intro. I mean, I, I don't feel like I needed someone to tell me that this is a bad movie. Yeah, you paid money to see it because you know of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I just, in all the kind of Hollywood, like, oh, this is so bad. It's, you know, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon kind of like, you know, I don't know. It was, uh, I thought Dave Franco was excellent. I thought he was great as Tommy Wiseau. And it's a great story. That's the thing that They did a me. great job. They did oh, a great yeah. job about two friends, you know, like, and, and Tommy's weirdness and why. But I, I hated the end when they, they redid the scenes. I, I thought there was no reason for it. But Well, he did something called Interior Leather Bar earlier this decade, which is in Who the, did? James? James Franco directed mm-hmm. the film. 70 Minutes, and he had a co-director, and it was part documentary of shooting a scene. The movie Cruising, the William Freakin movie about Al Pacino going to leather bars looking for a serial killer, had a scene in a leather bar where it showed the scene at the time. It never got shot, so... The movie is about James Franco getting actors and getting a production to do a leather bar scene. And it's the actors going, well, I don't really feel that comfortable showing my wang or whatever. And then they show his scene of what the, what the screen would have looked like. And 
this guy has sexual allegation charges against him, James Franco, and the, to watch the actors go, I don't feel that comfortable. And I wasn't really thrilled by it, but it was a very technical film. He directed films like As I Lay Dying, Future World, just a lot of garbage. He wrote Palo Alto. Have you seen that one? Gina Coppola? Just enough already. I'm not a fan. I don't think you have to worry about him making oh. another movie. Uh, and again, those are allegations. Did you ever see uh, Your Highness? Yeah, I did see Your Highness. I was so disappointed. It was such a great premise and it was by such great people and they just didn't do anything with it. So I, I put that on my list. I was just, because Halloween's great. South, Eastbound and Down is great. You know, he's a, they're good creative people and that film just fell short. This idea. What's his name? Uh, it's a, not Jody Hill. Uh, oh, Jody David, Hill's in it. Uh, David it. Allen, David Green, David Gordon Green. He was, he was a director. an amazing director. Amazing director. And the premise is great. It's like a high school kids version of medieval times. Yeah, with eight it was fish a great idea. But but, yeah, it was yeah. a bad movie. It was too bad. It was just. It's a great idea with no execution. No execution, and I felt really disappointed. A couple of good jokes, but... Another movie trilogy, and I think this was, like, this decade, there's a lot of niche films. Like, if you're religious, who cares if God's Not Dead trilogy is bad? It's for you, and you go see it, you know? Oh, yeah, we talk about um, Kurt Kurt Cameron saving Christmas. We do <laughs> oh, yeah, that. That's a great that's bad that's movie. A, yeah. It's not even a movie, almost. It's we it's kind of like your show. cruising thing. You're just talking about James Franco. It's like a... You're trying to hit the seventy minute mark. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Explain. Oh, then the dance scene where they're dancing and slow motion. They're not oh, even just so dance. much slow motion dancing. God. And the poster is him like swinging into a room, so you think you can see an action movie. The last time I was fooled by that was uh, Father Guido Sardici goes to college. Uh huh. It was on a box, a video box. It was Father's, and I thought it was going to be like uh, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, which we love. Yeah. So I rent it, and it's him performing at a college. Oh, but the poster looked like it was an action. Yes. Film. Well, it was him just standing there. I don't know much action, but I thought it was a comedy. I thought that movie was funny because there's a certain point during the year where it's all Christmas. And you wait it's to saving go. Christmas. Yeah. But you wait like around back to school to see the first Christmas ad. Mm -hmm. The first Christmas ad I saw was for Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. And I'm like, you're decrying the commercialization and you're the ones who are exploiting Christmas in August. I mean, this movie must have cost nothing. They shot it in a house. They shot it inside a car. Yeah, inside, inside a house. Inside his sister's house. Uh-huh. And uh, did you know that the the presence lined up behind the tree represents the skyland, a skyland, a skyline of Jerusalem? Just this cockamamie excuses. And the humor was bad. You know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think, didn't he get people to work on it for free or some yeah. kind of... And that director who is his friend that he talks to, the one who has a crisis. He reminds me of those Christian comics that are like, what's up? Like, did Santa hijack the Christmas? He's like, got a gun, and he's like some, you know, it's just, uh, I, a lot of talking, a lot of explanation, no movie. No movie. No yeah, movie. they never get to a movie. All right, move along. And I love uh, hearing your list, because I love that some people are honorable mentions, and some people are on your list. Yeah. Like, I don't know which is so, what's the difference. But Sex and the City 2 came out in 2010. Uh -huh. I, I really liked the first one, especially when they show that guy's penis. Okay. I thought that was terrific. The two, they go, I don't know, I, it's, it's not worth it, but Entourage, the movie, is such a classic bad movie that I just want to give it a shout out. I loved everything about it for the, the worst reasons. 
the end of the series, there's always a tradition of a movie when the sequel comes. At the end of the movie, they fall, he meets the girl of his dreams, they fall in love, and they live happily ever after. Cut to Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, the wife dumps him. Cut to Ted 2, the wife dumps him. They immediately take the woman out of the operation. The end of Entourage, the TV series, he's finally found true love. The movie begins on a yacht. He broke up with her, and he's partying on a yacht. And he directs his own movie. I'm talking not E. Adrian, uh, the, the movie star. The movie star. He directs his own movie. He puts his brother in a role, uh, drama. And the last scene of the movie is drama winning best supporting actor at the Golden Globe Awards and him crying. Only in the movies. Why is that bad? Fuck you. All right. That's why it's bad. You have to get, like, you know, he's just like, why don't he get a blowjob at the end of the movie as well? And it, the whole cast, the whole crew gets him. I mean, like, it's just a little too self-fulfilling. I want to give an honorable mention to a movie called I Melt With You. Have you ever seen that? No. So this stars uh, Jeremy Piven. Uh, it also has Sasha Green, and they were both in Entourage. I Melt With You is about these guys that party every weekend, every year. They're best friends, and now they're in their 40s. And they take so much drugs, and they're crying, and they're weeping about what's going on, man. And I don't know. If I ever had friends like that, I would be like, more drugs, please. <laughs> Bring more Sasha Grays, and just shut up. I just... uh it's a really it's a small film, but it's really bad, and you get to see Thomas Jane act, and just like... Jeremy Piven act, you know, so I, I definitely give a shout out to that one. Uh, I, another trilogy is the Kevin Smith trilogy that he never completed. Tusk and the Yoga Hosers. Have you ever seen either? Oh my God, I saw Yoga Hoser and that is a terrible film. It's not even a film. And again, it's like we're making fun of Nazis. They're Canadian Nazis. But don't you understand Nazis, neo-Nazis exist and they all want to go to the movies? You're not making fun of them. You're just providing entertainment for them. And uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if that's called entertainment. Um, you're boring them. You're taking their money and making them feel bad about life. Johnny Depp, man, if, that was a favor, huh? That was well, no. We got his. Yeah, I don't know what that was. His ex-wife's in it. The mother of his daughters in it. His daughters in it. I don't know. It, it was, and it was supposed to be a trilogy, but I, he's not making a third one right now. So. Well, yeah, he's making another. Um... Bob's Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. The Strike Back one was supposed to be the last one. Strike Back, yeah. That was not a good film. Not a good film. So uh, if, if it was Jay and Silent Bob, the apology or the redo. I never seen this trilogy yet. I, I, I'm enough with Kevin Smith, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen Atlas Shrug, part one, two, and three? No, I was just looking at that. Uh, the list of, um, I forget where it's from. But I was looking at a list of top 50 worst movies, and I was number one. It was all three of them. Oh, how funny. But again, it's like a niche. It's like and Rand fans. That's it. They just need to, to get them to to kickstart the movie, and they, and they don't have to worry about the naysayers. So you're saying you don't have to really make a real movie. You right. just have to get the Kickstarter money. Or the... Look at documentaries. Dinesh D'Souza with Hillary's America. Uh, Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 11.9. Uh, ridic- religious. What was that, Bill Maher? Religious this, whatever. It does, just has to go to their target audience. It doesn't. That's it. it as bad as those Well, films, Saving Christmas is another one. Yeah, right. Saving Christmas would be in there, too, because yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. documentary than movie. They just need to hit the thing. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, this movie's a piece of shit when it's like, yeah, we know, but 
we want to see Ayn Rand. What the hell is her problem? We want to hear Michael, Michael Moore's. I feel like some movies are like Netflix. You know how Netflix drops an entire season and mm-hmm. you watch the entire season? Movies like Despicable Me 3 and Fahrenheit 11.9, they seem like they were Netflix shows where all the episodes are presented on the screen. And the plot goes here and there and here and there. And then it doesn't it ends. matter. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Uh, while you're looking at the next thing, I want to say last second I put up on our Facebook page that we were recording and asked people for their picks. Yes. I will still take your picks now if you're listening. Uh, go to the Proudly Resents Facebook page. But Lee Walker, thankfully, has nothing to do on a Saturday night either. Thank you, Lee. And I think he's in New York, so he's three hours ahead. It's 10.30 now. Um, he put Fantastic Four. I have that on my list. All right. Lee, we already got that one. Just kidding. <laughs> How many more times we got to fix this film? Like, can we just do it once, right? Well, another thing that irked me is that it wasn't uh, Marvel. It wasn't a Marvel property for Marvel Pictures or whatever. So, in their cinematic universe, the smartest man is is Tony Stark, and as a comic book fan, it's Reed Richards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now that they own the property, they got Fox. They're going to incorporate them, and they're still going to fail at it. Yeah. And. <sighs> That movie, the one from 2015 or whatever, he's, Lee's absolutely right. It's not even a movie. It just implodes. It just dies. I just don't get, and they just put in like all the hot actors at the moment to fill up the Miles four. Miles Teller and then the two actors from uh, uh, that. Well, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Right, Michael B. Jordan. And then obviously he's a great actor, but he was the hot actor second. The, the woman who he's played, a terrific actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the woman who plays uh, Invisible Sue. Woman, Sue. She was in uh, that Kevin Spacey TV show. Yes, yeah, and like, so was her, her the father and that the mentor. Wow, he's also from The Wire. Yeah, I know, but they yeah, just yeah, so yeah. happened to be in that too. Right? Yeah. So if you're gonna make so she, she's Michael B. Jordan's sister, yeah. and that's her father. So if you're gonna make them black, make the woman black as well. Like just fill it out, you know? Like, oh, well, I know, thought the adoption thing was fine. I mean, uh, it, you know, God forbid. God forbid, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, the, you know, I, I still think the uh, Roger Corman one, which I do have um, Chris Gore doing an episode talking about the background. That's the best one. Yeah. we did that, It was on YouTube for a hot second, and we were able to record an episode on it a couple years ago. And Oh, yeah. I got to watch it in full, and that's a fun movie. It's just... Yeah, I mean, obviously it's low budget, but there's a real plot. There's yeah. real bad guys from the comic strip. And, you know, like... They really did something. The other movies just didn't make sense. And well, the movies from the 2000s? Jessica like, Alba? Yeah. And she's naked in New York City. It's like, ah, come on. They don't have to do that to her. That's kind of cheap. That's a oh, cheap gag. That they but she never made that viral video trip. where there's nobody on the sidewalk except guys catcalling for eight hours. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so Lee also said The Snowman. Do you know what that is? Yes. God, what a great movie. Uh, it's uh, a killer, like... All you have to know is that Val Kilmer is so insanely over the top in this movie, and it's such a disjointed film. Like, drunk people must have edited it. They took scenes out. They said, we took scenes out, and it doesn't make any sense. There's a killer who kills people and then puts snowman on their front lawn, and some famous actor has to figure it out. And it's grim, and it's grim, and it's incoherent. And then you have Val Kilmer just chewing the scenery. Like, it's just insane scenes. Weird. Uh, he also mentioned The Last Jedi. Okay. Yeah, not good. Uh, Sausage Party. I didn't see that. What's it called? Sausage Party. You just mentioned Sausage that. Party from Food Fight. Yeah, it uh, it ends with an orgy. It, uh, there's some moments to it, but yeah, it's just 
you only have so much. He did a, Seth Rogen did an animated film. He did a Christmas film. And they're all just kind of terrible, but they all fit in the niche, you know, the, the night before. Yeah, that's, uh, Sausage Party is okay, but it's not great. It's no food fight. Let me put it that way. It's not food fight. Let me put it that way. Um, all right, what else you got? Well, I got Gotti. We reviewed that. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Felbirds. It's not a film either. It's just a collection of scenes. Did you like the scene where they blow up a car to West End Girls? <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It's like you're at a bar looking up the TV once in a while, and you see this thing, oh, that's interesting, and then you go back to drink, and then you look up, and you're like, oh, that's weird. That's what that movie felt like. It was for the guy at the bar. Yeah. You know, like, when it produced TV shows, sometimes it'll be like, you have to put stuff, uh, active stuff or stuff on the bottom to let people know what's going on. So like you said, the gym, they can see. That's why I felt this movie was just like, we blow up a car and then da da da. And then there's another scene where he punches a guy. Another scene where he talks to his son, you know, as an old man. And His son dies, right? In, the, in real life and in the movie. And then at the end, they give him in memoriam. And it's like, I, I am sad of that death, but you are a criminal, right? Like... They never show him doing anything really illegal. Like you mentioned they, that you're absolutely yeah, he right. Beats people up because they 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 deserve it in his mind. So, but they never show what Gotti did for a living. Uh, and I don't know what he did. Maybe he was a plumber. I don't know. He was a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He stepped in the shoes of an Italian stereotype. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? Did right. you ever see the last Transformers movie with? Uh... Uh, Sir, uh, my, what was that, that guy's name? Uh, he was in Westworld. Uh, he was, no, he was, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yes, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is the light, he's like Michael Caine in Jaws 4 or The Swarm. He's just there for a check and he gives a very noble performance and it really just, it just stands out. Like, does he do a voice? He has a very distinguished English voice, and no, I, I mean, does he is he a voice of a transformer or is he? No, no, he's a human being who has a transformer, and they have to go to him to help. But it's just a very campy performance. That's a bumblebee, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. That was in San Francisco too. It was cute. Oh boy, Vince uh, the whole time going. That street doesn't lead to that street. Oh my God! They go down Fulton and then they're on <laughs> Irving. That doesn't that would work. What? Vince Vaughn made several bad movies this decade, and I I can't. It would be remiss if I don't bring up the internship, where it's a one long advertisement for Google. Yeah, yeah. Unfinished business, where he is a businessman. I don't know some very convoluted plot, but you get to see penises in it. Uh, Fighting with my family that came out this year. It's the true story about Paige, the wrestler from who uh, the WWE wrestler who comes from a family of British wrestlers. And she she has a coach, Vince Vaughn, who's very down. Like, if you want to be part of the E, uh, it's just bad. Uh, and then he did Delivery Man, where it's based on a true story. It's based on a Spanish movie, too, about a man who gave so much to a sperm bank that he wound up being the father of, like, several hundred children, and they all come and contact him. Cool. You can keep doing, what's your next film? I'm just going to pick something. Okay, uh... I thought I had, oh, uh, he was also in Dragged Across Concrete. I'll, I'll just give a shout out to Daddy's Home 2, the sequel to a pretty funny Will Ferrell movie. And the sequel is all about Christmas. It has Mel Gibson in it. 
And it's really just tiresome and dire, and it's really hard to watch. Oh, okay. My podcast streams live. If you ever want to listen to us and watch the movie live, we are available on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, we record from their studios in San Francisco at Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, you can find L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T for your Twitter and YouTube needs. All right. Back. Uh, the truth is, with all these birthday party balloons and they were sitting on a light bulb oh yeah no good call <laughs> i'm going to tell you a bad movie and you tell me about the start of it once upon a time in venice i love that movie you love that that's the last good bruce willis movie ever there's a scene where bruce willis is skateboarding through venice and it's so obviously not him he's naked yeah he's naked i was gonna say oh my joke is gonna be my would be a black woman but because it's just so it's like a, a white guy with his head shaved but he's like 20 right <laughs> you know they went to the actual skate park they got some guy shaved his head put a t-shirt brown t-shirt on him and pushed him down the street and then he goes naked on the bar of his local bar and the bartender says oh hey bruce as he goes as he skateboards naked and but you mentioned this to me the ending the movie doesn't end i don't remember so the ending is uh that guy from silicon valley yeah, is uh, he winds up he got kidnapped by the villains he plays a guy who loves you know a lot of times he loves Bruce Willis he looks up to him he does all his work for him you know like these people can have flaws you know you don't need to always be perfect if you make a movie but right. go ahead but it, it winds up the bad guys that kidnapped him and he's calling saying Bruce can you help me I got kidnapped by the back and then the movie ends that seems like act three to me. I don't know. Like, you could keep going. Like, I, I, I just thought it was weird. But it, You got another job? I, I, what I liked about it was a Bruce Willis movie of the last few years where he's not a mafia guy sitting there behind a desk and he doing... He tried to act in that one. He tried to be the old Bruce, like the Hudson yeah, yeah, Hawk yeah. Bruce that we kind of liked. And I think that's his last hurrah. I have another one of his films. I'll bring it up in a second. But I have another film. Complete the blank. Once upon... A time. Uh, Deadpool. Oh, so Deadpool 2 was an R-rated movie, and then they did a, unre- uh, you know, the uncut version on the DVD, which added a half hour. And then they re-released it in the theaters with uh, introduction with Fred, that kid from, uh, what's his name? I know his name. I'm just trying to torture you. Tell me his name. Fred Savage. Fred Savage is, is in bed reenacting the... Princess Bride. Princess Bride. And that scene is just like, it must have, for the 20 minutes that they shot, it must have took them 10 minutes. It just wasn't like... <laughs> and then uh, they butchered they, this 90s movie, this R-rated movie, excuse me, into a PG-13 movie, and it's incoherent. And they take out all the good... There's a scene in the Deadpool 2 where Matt Damon in disguise is talking about, you know how you have shit on your face and you're trying to get off the shit? Uh, you wipe it with toilet paper? They cut out the... And this friend goes, what? And they cut was, out... They cut out the dirty part of the joke, but they left the reaction to the joke that's not there. Yeah, so it sounds like he's talking about wiping your ass. But the joke was he's talking about wiping shit off your face. Yeah, yeah. So the PG version, they cut it. So I, I give a batch out. Do you remember we went to see, when we, we were in England visiting uh, the PG version of Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, I remember that. They just cut out the abortion part. The rape scene, right? Oh, that's you, probably. I, don't, yeah. I never saw the real they, one. The guy gets on the subway and then there never jumps or something. They cut it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I won't give any spoilers, but I just did not like that movie. Yeah, you know, some of these movies you're mentioning, is like, I don't know, I just don't have time to see it. Yeah. If I was still single and kidless, I'd be out there. Can we mention Eli Roth and nope. his movies? Move on. All right. No, no, go ahead. Knock Knock, The Green Inferno, Death Wish with Bruce Willis. 
I saw that. Oh, so you're a big fan of Sway, right? The DJ Sway and his uh, serious. I am AM. a fan of him, but uh, serious XM. Yeah, serious XM. Not AM. Uh, that was not a good movie um, because it's kind of like you've been saying before. It never felt like it started. Yeah, and it wasn't a movie. I've seen the original. Yeah, right? the original's original. good. The original's good. Like, his wife is dead. He goes out there. Something snaps. And he goes. And he starts killing people. And people are chasing him. And it ends. I forget how it ends. but oh, It ends with him. And then Bruce Willis does it in the scene. He's like, has this new power. And he sees some guy steal something. And he looks at him. And he uses his finger to do a gun move like he's going to shoot him. And that's how it ends. And they do that in the Bruce Willis. But that movie, it's an ugly film. It kind of scratches an ugly New York 70s side and stays with it. Death Wish, the remake, was like, they cut to Mad Cow, the Chicago DJ. He's like, yeah, they call him the Hooded Vigilante. Like, there's just so much talk radio in that movie to kind of buttress it. It wasn't, and Bruce was not there. He was just standing around, and, you know, like, he was not present. So they can have that extra from the Venice movie to to (laughs) that 20 year old. I saw Knock Knock. I I gotta say, I I watched it for the obvious reasons. Yeah. It looks sexy. and it was sexy, but it frustrated me that, you know, when they come back, I'm trying not to give away spoilers, but there's a scene when the, he thinks he solved this problem and then he unsolves it. I just hated the ending because maybe I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to be a different movie. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's on me. I, I, I was hoping to... for a really grim, like, you ever see Hard Candy with Ellen Page? No. It's, it's... Same idea. Well, this sexual predator gets the underage girl to take photography and she turns the table. She's like a vigilante and she like tortures the guy and ultimately gets him to commit suicide. And it's pretty relentless. But this film wasn't relentless. Knock Knock was jokey. Uh, a character from Green Inferno shows up and he gets killed. And it's just like... But this guy isn't a pedophile. He's just a guy who was tempted by these women and then... They go nuts and took it And took the temptation. Yeah. And they went there to, to tempt him. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I was just like, ugh, what did that happen to me? The Green Inferno is about <laughs> cannibal. You, know, you ever see that Eli Ross used to walk around with cannibal Holocaust t-shirts? Like, I love that movie. That's a trauma film. Is it really? From the cannibal. 70s, though. So. It's an Italian oh. film. Oh, oh, I was thinking of a... Can, can it... Go ahead. Well, Cannibal, like... Uh, cannibal the movie. Yeah. Cannibal the musical. Cannibal the Made musical. by uh, Matt and Trey. Sorry, I like that movie. Uh, Green Inferno is is about these kids, these college students, they go to a dessert village in the forest or whatever it is. Dessert village is all full of Sundays and cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> and people walking around going, no, I'm good. I, all right, I'll have just one. Just one more piece. Uh, but don't <laughs> so tell anyone. They say no, and then a guy comes over the cart and goes, are you sure? <laughs> just a little small slice alright what do you got let's move on to okay, let's finish this list because you said okay. it 20 minutes and we're at 420 okay, 4420 well, I want to say Christopher uh, Disney's Christopher Robin could go suck yeah go up. fuck itself alright and then finally the worst movie out of the decade in my opinion is a film called The Book of Henry which is directed by uh, gosh I, uh, Colin Trevorrow but he was supposed to direct a Star Wars movie and after that film came out it didn't happen Wow. And it might have happened with Josh Trink too with Fantastic Four that he was going to go to better things and then that movie happened Book of Henry Naomi Watts has a kid who's he's a little on the spectrum but he's a genius kid he's lost in his own head and he makes adventures his name is Henry and he dies but he left a journal a book a book of Henry 
for his his morning mom to read and to do all the activities in it. And it's like, mom, I want you to rob a bank. Oh, he has audio cassettes. So this whole movie, he's listening to these meticulous details. Now dead son is telling his mom what to do. It's pretty foul. Oh, and a big shout out to the number one bad movie of the decade. I know we're short on time. Baby Boss. Oh, the Alec Baldwin cartoon? Yeah. I didn't see that. Why is that terrible? It's so convoluted. You see, in heaven, they have these babies that are executives who maintain what babies are going from the, from heaven to earth to be born. And he goes down on earth, and he has like a suit. And, you know, it's one of, uh, baby, oh. yeah, boss. And it's one of those movies about like having a new sibling and how hard it is that, that your parents are paying attention to it. But he's like an executive from heaven who's trying to figure something out. And I don't know. I know there's a Netflix series, but it's just pretty convoluted shit. We were talking about terrible stuff on Amazon Prime. You told me what else was on there. You know, uh, Hollywood the Musical is on there. That's terrible. There's a terrible um, TV series called, quote unquote, TV series called Go Fish. It's like. No, that's how I found it. I was looking for that great movie, and then that came up, and it's three women who live in an apartment building, and it looks like people are like, I'm going to shoot this for YouTube, and somehow it got on Amazon. And once you watch that, it says, oh, you must like this other crap. And it was like three or four in a row of these terrible quote-unquote shows. One, every episode was really just a scene from a woman's show. It seemed like she shot a pilot to put on YouTube, and she cut up every scene. And then at the end of every episode, quote-unquote, which is like three minutes because it's a scene. They have outtakes from that scene. But uh, I'm in, I feel like I'm in a factory of chairs, of noisy chairs. Oh, yeah, I know. My breath, <laughs> mouth breathing too, I'm sure. Uh, well, I haven't I seen the Woody Allen uh, TV series he did for Amazon. No, right? Yeah, I don't have any. It's so funny. Cause we would have killed to see it at some point, but yeah. now it's like, who cares? Uh, they have a lot of bad stuff. You said Food Fight, of course, is on there. Lucretia, I should definitely check it. Well, it is 1049. Is there something you would recommend? Are you looking through your list? Is there anything you missed? Yeah, I just want to give a, a fuck you for the last 10 years to the X-Men movies and Brian Singer. I can't stand those films. The prequels are just, just too much. I couldn't, Apocalypse, I just couldn't take it. A fuck you to the Marvel movies for making movies less fun and kind of just flattening the ideas of science fiction and time travel and just everything about it. It's just, I just tired of it. Although I really do like Black Panther. That's a great one. And uh, that's about it. I, I, I'm exhausted. I think I, I feel cathartically lifted. You feel better? Yeah, I feel better. You got it off your chest. Well, let us know. Uh, again, you can email us, proudlyresents uh, proud at com at proudlyresents on Twitter, and the Proudly Resents Facebook page. And thank you, Lee, for doing that. And go to proudlyresents.com slash shirts. Yeah, T Public um, College Humor T-shirts. Nice. The great shirts. Just buy one. It yeah. says College Humor 2010 to 2018, or Rest in Power. Yes, and look for the other films that uh, review that from the last decade that are terrible. And, and you had that book out that I'll have a link on the website. You wrote a book of uh, salad jokes. Oh, yeah, right. It's uh, my old joke book, uh, the Mike Spiegelman joke book. It's on Scribd, and you can go pick it up and purchase it. You know, I 
I don't remember the link, but I did a, a link to it, and it got like a thousand hits. But did you sell any books? I've never once looked at my <laughs> balance on that. Look at your balance. I mean, literally a, a thousand hits. Oh, all right. Well, that's a thousand purchases, so that's at least a thousand dollars. Would you get like four cents? Yeah, yes. so times a thousand. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, reach out. Love to hear from you, and uh, maybe we'll do another one. Thanks, Adam. All right, thanks for doing this, Mike. Yeah. I'm pressing stop.